Welcome to episode 289 of Live Happy Now. If you're like me, you would do pretty much anything for your pet. But have you thought about how much your pet is doing for you? This is Paula Phelps, and this week we have a very special guest who is here to share with us how our pets aren't just making us happier, they're making us healthier. Dr. Margaret Gabrielle Muller is a doctor of veterinary medicine and executive director at Abu Dhabi Falcon Hospital. But she's also a speaker, life coach, and author, including her latest, Your Pet, Your Pill, 101 Inspirational Stories About How Pets Lead You to a Happy, Healthy, and Successful Life. Let's hear what she has to say about what our furry, feathered, or finned friends are doing for us. Margaret, welcome to Live Happy Now. Hello, Paula. I'm glad to be on Live Happy Now. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you here because you're talking about something I personally am really excited and passionate about, and many people are, and that is this love of animals. And I wanted to know, just as as a foundation, where did your love of animals start? Well, actually, my love of animals started in my very early childhood. Since I was really, really small, I had pets. My first one was actually a lovely rabbit with the name Schnooki. She was just my everything, absolutely. She was just there for me. You know, I could talk to her. She was just so lovable and she loved me back. This was the first time really that I got this feeling that your pet loves you so much, so unconditionally. Of course, at that time it was unconsciously. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it, but the love she gave me was so strong and it built my foundation in general to love all animals and it really developed into my passion. And always when I had a life-changing event or when I was on a crossroads, one of my animals showed me the way and really moved me forward into the right direction. And this is until today, actually, it has never changed. And for me, that's so fascinating that when we listen to our pets, no matter if it's a rabbit or a dog or a cat or any other kind of animal, they can really show you the way to the future. And for me, they really laid the foundation to yeah, my passion and love for animals. Now, it's interesting, and I want to approach this from two different points, because you do talk about listening to the animals. And on a larger scale, I want to know, how does that affect you as a veterinarian? Like Because it seems like you would be very intuitive and very in tune with what the animal is feeling versus what the owner is telling you. Yeah, that's true. These are two completely different things, what the owner is telling me and what the pet tells me, actually. I think it is very important that we listen to our inner voice with regards to animals. Animals can communicate with us. They can convey what they are feeling, what they are sensing, what they want and what they don't want. The problem is that often owners make an interpretation what they want or they think it's the right thing for their pet, which doesn't have to be the case, actually. And there are really cases where they can really let you know what it is all about. Like, for example, I had one time a falcon that was run over by a car. And she came to me lying down. Actually, it was, you know, this kind of hopeless case where everybody tells you it's a hopeless case. And the owner thought that she will not survive. All my team thought she will not survive. And this falcon lifted her head while she was lying on the ground. She looked into my eyes. She really fixated my eyes. She focused on me and she conveyed to me that she wants to fight. She doesn't want to die. And I did an emergency surgery for three hours. 
She survived it. I did another seven surgeries in the next three months. And she became back to normal, actually. She really improved so much that she was hunting again. So if we listen what the animal tells us, what the pet tells us, we need to be open to that. And we need to have the instinct for that. It's not just what we think. It is what they convey to us. And they can do this by body language, by looking into our eyes. These are, it's a kind of non-verbal communication. And sometimes also a verbal communication, but it's more a non-verbal communication. And if we are more learning how to read those signs of a non-verbal communication, we are not just understanding what the pet wants to tell us. Even we can learn what other people want to do or what they are doing because we are learning even their body language. So it's opening our mind completely for pets and for humans. That's wonderful. But how do we develop that skill? Because, you know, we have a lot of distractions, a lot of monkey mind. We have things that make it hard to just kind of be still and focus on that. So how do we cultivate that? I think the most important thing is to bring our mind and our body into balance. Once we start to align ourselves and to live more in the present, to live in this very moment, we are able to understand these kind of things better and we are able to develop this kind of instinct because our main problem is we are not focusing on what is happening right now and what is happening right now around us. We are always thinking ahead, what I will do tomorrow. Oh, I will have a stressful day tomorrow. No, I need to go shopping. I need to drop the kids in the kindergarten. There is so much around us that we are not able anymore to focus on what is important in this very moment. Once we go back to that, and this is where animals can really help us because they live in the present. They are not living in the past and they are not looking towards the future. They live here and now. And if we are able to learn this and to align ourselves really and to go more into balance, then we are able to listen to our own gut feeling, to listen to our inner voice, and then even to better understand pets. And this is really the key for everything. And we have lost this ability because we are not grounded anymore. Mm-hmm. There is so much technology around us. So many things are happening. We are not, yeah, you can say one with nature anymore. But if we come back to that stage, it will open a whole new world for us. And you talk about what they do for us in terms of releasing dopamine and endorphins. And I found this really interesting because we know on some level that our pets make us happy. I know that I feel so much joy (laughs) when my little dog comes running to me. And you really get into the dopamine and endorphin release. Can you talk a little bit about what goes on in our bodies when we're with our pet? Yes, actually, as you say, we always know that our pets make us happy. But this is not just a subjective feeling that we have. This is completely supported by science. Now, when we look, for example, how dealing with our pets and taking care of our pets is changing our hormone level. For example, our endorphins, which is the hormone that helps us for our general well-being. Even within five minutes of stroking your pet, this hormone will be excreted and will improve your well-being. And this, by the way, is the same hormone that is reducing pain. So it's not just that you feel better, even it is reducing pain in the same time, within five minutes only. And the same happens for dopamine. Dopamine is the happy hormone. So this is the one that makes us happy. And here again, 
just five minutes petting your dog or your cat will release this hormone. And even only three minutes will help for oxytocin, which is the love hormone. That's the same hormone that gets excreted, for example, when mothers are breastfeeding the baby. So even this one, while cuddling your pet for three minutes, this hormone gets excreted, which means even inside our body, the physiology is changing, which means this is something which is proven, which means when we say, yes, we feel happier, it's true because all our happy and well-being hormones are just going up. And this is something beautiful. I mean, whenever can you get such a happiness in five minutes just by caressing your pet? I mean, this is the best pill ever. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's, you know, that's what's so interesting. Your book is called Your Pet, Your Pill. And and you really do show us how beneficial they are on so many levels. You know, you also talk about what they do for our health. And again, I knew that they were good for us, but I really hadn't thought of all the many ways that they affect us. And so can you talk like from the, physical standpoint, what is it that's so beneficial about our pets? Actually, yes, I titled the book, Your Pet, Your Pill. Even everybody said, don't call it Your Pet, Your Pill, because pill usually is something negative. <laughs> you have to take something when you are sick. But I want to show that actually they can make us and they can keep us healthy on a physical level, but also on a mental level for our mental health. For example, when we look at the general problems you can say that we have for example like with mental health a lot of people feel depression feel loneliness i mean when we look for example even at studies 61 percent of americans say they feel lonely i mean mm -hmm. this is a huge number but it is proven that when you have a pet that around 89 percent of those people who have a pet feel less lonely which is a huge change yeah. So this is something where it helps. In the same time, when you have a pet, you start laughing. Now, laughter reduces your stress, your depression, your anxiety and pain, and it improves your immune system, which means you can better fight off diseases because your immune system is better. And this relates to that when you have a pet, when you have a child in a very early age, it can reduce allergies in children by 66 to 77%, which is a huge number. But it's not just that. Even when we look at our organs, it is changing. For example, when you have a pet, you can improve your cardiovascular health, which means, for example, dog owners suffer 36% less from a cardiovascular disease than people who don't have pets. Oh, man. I mean, this is stunning. And even when we look, they, they even they help us to live longer. I mean, when you have a heart attack, for example, there is a study that one year after a heart attack, 28% of people who don't have a pet have passed away, but only 3% of dog owners, which means they're even increasing your lifespan. And this Why is just is that? because the connection when you have this pet, it goes, as I said, it goes into your organ system, it is improving your immune system, it is reducing your stress because even the cortisol, which is your stress hormone, gets decreased when you are taking care of the pet and when you are together with the pet. So this is something which is a physical explanation, but also it is improving your mental health. For example, there was a study where 87% of cat owners said their mental health has improved. 
I mean, these are massive figures we are talking about. And 76%, they can cope better with the daily life, which means it affects you physically in a very, very positive way. But also, it is so much strengthening your mental health, your stress relief, your general overall well-being. And also, don't forget, when you have a pet, it gives you a purpose in your life. It gives you a meaningful role. And this is what a lot of people, especially when they are a bit older, like uh, you can say some seniors are suffering from. They feel worthless. They are retired. They have nothing to do. They don't have a kind of self-esteem anymore. But the pet helps you to get all of this back. It helps you to establish your routine. It helps you to find this life purpose and meaningful role. And this, in turn, reduces, again, depression, goes again into all of that. And it is just fantastic when we look at it that, yeah, when you have a pet, 90% of respondents in a survey said that it just improves your mood and makes you happy. So this is where it is actually life-changing to have a pet. It's not just to walk a little bit, to have a little friend and companion, <laughs> yes. But the unconditional love they give gets translated into our body as a better mental health and much better physical health. You explained that very well. That was beautiful. You know, and one thing that we have seen during this time of COVID, we've just seen this explosions of pet adoptions which has been fantastic. I was in an, uh, living in an apartment in downtown Nashville and it was fantastic because you'd see all the COVID puppies, like all these people with a little <laughs> coming in with their puppies and coming in with the dog they adopted from the shelter. And can you talk about why that's been such a positive side effect of COVID? Like we don't think of it as having many positives, but that has been one. Actually, this definitely has been one. And we have seen this phenomenon all over the world actually. And this is amazing because people who, yeah, who were in this COVID pandemic, most of them had been working from home or were more or less confined to home and there had been some kind of lockdowns. So they were alone at home. They didn't have the interaction with other people. They didn't have a physical contact. They didn't have the communication with other people face to face, only via Zoom, for example. So they started really feeling alone with themselves. A lot of people are not used to be alone at home because, and not to feel lonely and to be comfortable in their own skin. So they realize they are really, really lonely and they were socially totally isolated because they couldn't fulfill anymore their social needs with physical contact with other people or uh, this kind of communication. So there were shelters that had an increase of around 250% of adoption. Oh my gosh amazing that's such a fabulous number and what happened actually when people were adopting they realized that it was not just that a pet came into the family this pet helped them to reduce their stress to reduce also their anxiety because when you are in a situation like COVID-19 where nobody knows how it will go ahead what will be in the future I mean it's a completely unpredictable situation and it has never been like this. So people have anxiety. They don't know what's going to be. So the pet helps to reduce this anxiety, improves the immune system, as I said before, which is especially important during COVID times, not to get affected by anything, but also they were able to establish a proper daily routine and structure, mm -hmm. which a lot of people lost during COVID because they didn't set up a proper routine at home. They just lift into the day as it came. And 
this pet actually brought this all together. Even when you have a pet, you start sleeping better, which is also good, especially during COVID times. So there are so many things that come together that where people realize that when they have a pet, it gives their life a meaning. And they started really to live more in the present with the pet. And also they started to experience this unconditional love that pets give them. And they actually, a lot of them said, and even here in our shelter, when I asked the people who adopted, you know what they said? They said, actually, I don't know why we didn't adopt a pet before COVID, why we didn't do it earlier. We missed out on so much before. So they really see the benefit that the pet can bring for them. And this is just fabulous, actually. This is just amazing. And this has changed the life of many people to the better now during COVID. Also, as we look at how our routine changes, you know, right now it doesn't look like we're all going to be going back to our normal lives anytime <laughs> soon. But as people do go back, like what do they need to take into consideration in a time when they're starting to return to life after quarantine? What do we need to do for our pets when that time comes? You need to really train them gradually to be alone in the home again. I mean, you cannot just say, I stay with my pet for a few months and then from one day to another, I just drop it in the house and I'm out of the house the full day. You need to start to train it, to keep it for 10 minutes in a second room, for example, and you are not with the pet and then you increase this time slowly or you keep it in a crate for a while. So they need to know that and they need to understand they cannot make noise in the house when you are not in the same room. So you need to start training well in advance and when it works out, then you can give a reward to the pet. But they need to do this on a gradual basis. And this is something which is always good to practice it even from now, little by little by little, and then to increase it because that's the only way how it works. Because otherwise, pets can really get a, a kind of separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. They can get so scared, actually, that you are not coming back anymore because you have been always around them for weeks or months even. So they don't understand why you go in the morning out of the house and you come back late in the night. So they think you're not coming back anymore. But when you do this kind of training and you keep the pet occupied with some favorite toys, and there are also nowadays, you know, like kind of educational toys for pet, where they really need to use their brain if they want to get, for example, a treat out of this special toy. So it keeps them occupied. And these are good things what you can do with your pet to really prepare your pet in a good way to the day X when you start going back to work, actually. And That's this excellent advice. Change. We haven't talked a lot about your book, but I do want to, before I let you go, talk about the fact that you also have a workbook with this. And I think the stories in here are delightful. It's over 100 stories of people and how they've interacted with pets and what a difference those animals have made. But tell us about the workbook that goes with it, because that's something that's really unique. Actually, yes. The idea was to reinforce a kind of yeah, self-discovery for the people. And by purpose, the main book is actually a paperback and a Kindle book. But the workbook is a paperback only because I want people to sit down and to think about themselves and their lives. Now, the book and the workbook also is divided into three parts, pattern and happiness, health and success. And the main things which I believe are important for us to develop our character and to keep our sanity, actually, I put this in the workbook. For example, there are exercises 
to rethink how you can improve your self-esteem, what pets can do, for example, for your willpower, how you can reduce social isolation, even how you can develop better relationships. There are even things where you can improve your personal character traits and life skills. And this is what I was putting a lot of efforts in the workbook. It is all mentioned also in the main book, but also when we have a pet, we can improve our own character and personality. And this is what I want to stress here in the workbook. And that's why it is a paper book. I want people to sit down to do the exercises and to start discovering themselves again, because this can help them to see where do they have a gap in their life? Where do they have problems which they can tackle in a good way? And these are things, even I have one chapter about enthusiasm. I mean, <laughs> we are always enthusiastic in the beginning and then uh, everything becomes boring. So how to go back to this to have a fulfilled and enriched life? And this is the use of the workbook, actually. And the idea is really, even you can sit down with your families. You know, I had people, they, they wrote to me that they do the workbook together as a family. Yeah, that's a big family discussion about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's what really looking at the mobile me. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because that really struck me as this would be a great activity, especially, you know, as we're moving to winter, so we're going to be in more where a lot of us are going back into lockdown right now. What a great way to use this as a family interaction. And we're all building skills, character skills and learning more in the process. Exactly. And I try to make it in a good and easy, understandable way, but in a comprehensive way, because for me, it's something essential that pets are so beneficial for us. And when we start thinking about our own lives, we can see where the pet can come, come in to help us or maybe where the pet helped us. But this was unconsciously. We didn't think about it. We didn't understand it. So I want to change that because once we understand this and we build our life skills, we will be more successful in our private lives because relationships with the family, uh, partner, children will be improved. But even at work, we will be more successful because we develop these things that you also need in work, like a responsibility, like trust, like uh, encouragement. There are so many things that go into that, that they can make a profound change to our life and either private or professional lives. And it can bring us really to a different place as we are now. And I just think we need just to allow ourselves to really follow that and to be open. Once we are open-minded, it can make a tremendous change. And as I said, whatever is here and also in the workbook, that's all supported by science. It is not just something that I was dreaming about. (laughs) This is all profound science. And this makes it so beautiful because... It's not that somebody will say, oh, what are you saying? Come on, that can't be so. No, it is science. It's a fact. It's nothing to discuss about. It's just you want to accept it and improve your life and be happier or you don't want it. And that's your choice. Everybody has a choice. But the help pet is there to help us to go on the way to really improve our lives, enrich our lives, or to lead such a fulfilled life that has the purpose we are born for. Well, Margaret, I am so excited for people to discover more about this book. And you've taught us so much about our pets and what they can do for us. And I really hope people take the time to discover it and really get everything, all that enjoyment that they can get 
out of having an animal in their life? Actually, I hope so. Because for me, frankly, I have, you know, I, I love my animals. They are for me like the air to breathe. And if I can convey this passion and this feeling and this amazing benefits pets can have for us, for our happiness, for our health and for our success, for our private life and for our professional life, I believe it will make a tremendous change for us and it will really enrich our life beyond imagination. This is what I tried to do when I wrote this book to, yeah, to give people a new way of thinking and really to make them happy and to enrich their lives. And pets can do all of this for us. And that's why your pet is your pill. You will never find a better pill than a pet. That was Dr. Margaret Gabrielle Muller, author of Your Pet, Your Pill, 101 inspirational stories about how pets lead you to a happy, healthy, and successful life. If you'd like to learn more about her, her book, and the accompanying workbook, just visit us at livehappynow.com and follow the links. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Happy one.